Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Edwin. Hi, I'm Amy. And today we're going to be covering social anxiety. Cool, cool. All right, so let's talk about a, let's start off with a quote by Coy Boyles where it's, sometimes I have a little social anxiety and meeting people can be a challenge for me. Now, that is a very broad statement. I think everyone has uh, had that type of insecurity feeling where you just feel like, well, I don't know these guys. Maybe I'll just hang back and you know, like not say anything. I'll just stay a little bit quiet here and see what everyone else does. And then I'll make my own statements, I guess. I need to kind of judge my audience, you know? And I think what happens then is that we get too much into our minds and we start overthinking things again. Yeah. And so we end up just like, I don't know, falling back into our own little comfort zones of like, oh man, if I say the wrong thing, like they're not going to laugh. Or maybe they're just going to laugh at me or something else is going to go wrong. And it's not necessarily the case. I think more often than not, people will actually like you for just saying something and just standing out of the crowd, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people just, they really do get into their own heads way more than they should because... Honestly, a lot of people are probably going to forget what you say anyway, so it really doesn't matter. That's true, and I think, like, for a lot of people, they think, like, um, you know, maybe they're going to be seen differently or they're going to be ostracized from the group if they say the wrong thing or anything like that. And I don't, I'm not entirely sure where that could, could stem from, maybe an experience in their past, but I think it's more important just to put yourself out there, you know, like, do say hello, say say hi to that one person or just talk to to a person on the subway you know it doesn't have to be an engaging conversation of seven hours but it can just be like a, a conversation about the weather about small talk you know something that's that's very light but it gives you it gets you out of that shell or just like okay and then yeah if you guys hit it off then you can go into deeper and deeper conversations yeah i think if you are having trouble talking to anybody in general just severe social anxiety if you can just say hello to somebody walking by you, just like a quick little like head nod and like, oh, hey, or good morning. That's a huge first step. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, like, okay, so let's say that you have that kind of group of friends that, mm-hmm. you are, that you are like very well adjusted with and you feel super comfortable around them. But then like, you know, they invite you to maybe a bigger party and then now all of a sudden you don't know anyone here. Mm-hmm. You know your friends and you obviously want to stay with your friends, but you kind of are here at the party or network occasion to network, you know, meet new people. So how do you stop yourself from just falling into that comfort zone and just talking with your friends who you already know? You just force yourself. And what do you say internally? Like what's going on in your mind when you experience that? Well, me personally, I get shy quite a bit, but I just force myself to kind of meet new people anyway, especially at networking events. There are a lot of cool people <laughs> and like you'll recognize somebody's work and you're like, dang, they're pretty cool. I want to be their friend. So what I will do is I just kind of like, I do like an internal like Shia LaBeouf where I'm like, just do it <laughs> or like, just like suck it up and just do it. What's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. No, I agree. And you go out there and just meet new people. And I think like most people don't. I think they, they, they fear just what could happen without actually naming their fear, you know? I think it's, it's a type of thing where they just feel a little bit uncomfortable, so they, it falls almost into a, a fear of even attempting. Well, isn't it just 
the way that you interpret that feeling. That's true. That's true. You know, a lot of people will will have that type of like just so much fear to go into like a deer in headlights. Other people are going to be like, you know what? I acknowledge that I am feeling nervous that I don't know these people, but you know, I'm going to stop and say hi. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you, you can get that same feeling of like intensity, but isn't the only difference between like real fear and feelings of like excitement and adrenaline, just how you interpret it. That's true. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that one where, where if you are interpreting it as, you know, feel frozen. Yeah. It's almost like a, a deer in the headlights versus like fight or flight, you know, where in both cases, yeah, there's fear. And one is just like paralyzed by fear to the point where like it can't, it can't determine what its next move is. And I think, you know, it's saying to itself, like, no, I should be out there. I should be going out there. Why, why can't I just, like, go talk to this person? Or, like, what do I say? I got to tell a funny story. What in the world? And instead of just saying to themselves, like, all right, well, let's just take one step at a time here. And let's go up and start chatting. Let's hear whatever story they're they're talking about. Let me see if I can just say hello, say hello and, like, see if I have like a cool story to tell them or something, or maybe I can tell them about this one time that I did X, Y, Z, you know? And I think that's part of it as well. Like sometimes people feel that maybe they don't have enough stories or maybe they don't have like a... a... Then go and get some. That's true. And I think a lot of people, like they do have a lot of stories. They just don't know the correct way to present them or they, they've never practiced like telling their story okay. to someone, you know? So in their mind, they might think like, you know, it's a very, they're very boring people that they don't have any stories, that they, I don't know, who would want to listen to them. But instead, it's more important just to actually go out there and share. Because I think that's, for, for a majority of people here in, just on planet Earth, right? It's just, they want, to, they want to know, like, what you've experienced. They want to see, like, okay, well, sh- share with me a glimpse into your world. Mm-hmm. Just that connection. Exactly. And so, like, they don't want to know... I don't know what what was the list all the facts about you yeah please. yeah exactly like this What's is not your resume this is not a, like a, a job interview like just tell me you know where you went to school what what happened whatever I want to know like okay well what what were you thinking what were you feeling what were you experiencing like give me give me that type of like the emotional side the the feeling part of it and that automatically includes like you know that makes your story way better because now all of a sudden it's just like oh well I went here I didn't understand the direction that the lady was telling me. So I had to repeat. I asked her to repeat it like three times. And then all of a sudden, like, I felt like, well, hopefully she's not asking me a question because I did not understand even on the third time. So like, or just, just whatever story <laughs> right, actually random, exists. You know, you don't have to come story. up with a story on the spot. <laughs> Although that'd be impressive. <laughs> you just come up with this elaborate story and everyone's right like, no way. And then what happened when you drove the bulldozer through Mount Everest? <laughs> and then you're like, man... I legally cannot tell you that. That's so crazy. Yeah, like it, it could be a real life story. Right. I think I think more people need to just share what they're going through and share their experiences with others. I think that would bring them not only out of their like out of their shell, also brings them closer to other people and brings them closer to just having a, a much better quality of life. And I think it also gives you a greater sense of self. I think when you do practice your stories and you do kind of practice getting to know people or just meeting people that you're never going to see again, really, it kind of does force you to kind of 
figure out like how do I present myself and what am I showing to other people really that's true because that sense of like self-reflection yeah and for that it's more like okay well if I'm thinking this or even even if you like practice your own story maybe it it doesn't have to be like every single story that you ever have like you know everyone's got like that one or two good stories that like oh let me tell you about this one time right but if you practice it a few times just in your room you you feel like okay well hmm i didn't know that i do use like very negative words or I, or i use like body language that shows that i'm insecure or like I, i'm you know looking down the entire time that i'm telling the story you have to like kind of observe your behavior in that sense and i think a lot of people don't don't take the time to self reflect on yeah i agree and so for let's say someone that let's go back to our earlier question of like Okay, so you're with a group of friends and they invite you to the party and everything. So pretty much for the social anxiety that grips a person, you have to just find it within yourself and say, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to tell just this. Just toss yourself into it. Exactly. I'm going to tell them this great story. And what if it's, it's like not well received? Then find another group. Exactly. Right. If it's really that bad, what kind of story are you going to be telling these people that everyone is just like, stop well, no, this man and kick him out? I think it's one of those where it's like, you know, you expect like a laugh. people to laugh. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, a show with a laugh track and then suddenly like in your mind, the laugh track is there. Like, all right, I'm going to say, you know, the chicken crossed the road. Ha 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 ha. And, and then, then it just doesn't work. It just laugh track turns off like chicken crossed the road. And well, crickets. if they're still <laughs> standing next to you, it's okay. That's true. That's true. So there's really like no real consequence. You just like be like, ah, oh, well, that joke didn't work. Let me try this next yeah. one as the next story or something like that. Yeah. So I think it's it's definitely a a thing that you get over with experience. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of social anxiety. But I think everyone gets social anxiety at one point or another. It's just not letting it get to you, not letting it grip you to just fear and paralysis. Yeah. And actually just, you know, being yourself, just getting out there in the world and saying like, okay, well, this is like, let me tell you about this one time or this is what I think. And here's a, here's something that I found interesting. And, you know, this happened to me last week or whatever. Just share your experience. I think everyone wants to hear that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that would be one of those things for social anxiety. Um, I don't know what else. Would you have you ever experienced social anxiety? I guess. Oh, like all the time. I used to have it really badly. A couple years ago, it was pretty, pretty bad, and it was just oh, it was terrible actually. And it just gave me so much anxiety just to even go up to new people and stuff like that. Just in to place myself in these really uncomfortable. I used to get such bad anxiety from just placing myself in these situations where there were people. That I didn't know, who are all way older than me, for some reason, every time I am in a friend group or anything, I'm always the baby. <laughs> That's always been my life. So I'm like, okay, these people are all older than me. They have more experience than me. Huh? <laughs> what am I gonna do? Right? Yeah, I'm like, ah, this this is kind of crazy. So what I ended up doing was like, okay, I can either stay in my current situation. Or I can try things out, see how it goes, 
and maybe, you know, get some new friends, get some new experiences, get some new stories to tell at other parties. And so that's what I did. You just have to do it. That's true. And I think you bring up a good point where, you know, there are going to be times where you are with people that are just not of your same age group. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. they might be way older, like 50s, 60s, or they might be way younger. Maybe they're only like 10 years old, you know, 15 years old. And so it's like, okay, well, let me see how I can tell them my story and and still keep them like, I don't know, kind of engaged with me and see like, okay, well, check out what happened with me. And during this one time, this happened to me and, and try to see like, if you can make that kind of connection, which, which I think only comes with experience and and getting out you just have to practice exactly getting more and more practice so it's like well i'm uncomfortable talking to people of this you know that are slightly older than me or something like well you just kind of put yourself in those situations you might go to different groups different meetings like different scenarios maybe i don't know maybe go volunteer somewhere you just gotta do it that's really all it comes down to you just have to do it and i think with these type of situations, you just have to understand that everybody, everybody's just looking for that connection, really. So just try and relate to other people. And it's okay if conversations don't last as long as you were anticipating. I think some people are like, oh, okay, we're hitting it off. Cool. This is going to last like for like the next hour. It doesn't have to. It really doesn't. You can have a pleasant conversation for like five minutes, ten minutes, and that's still cool. It still counts. And then you guys each go on your separate ways or something like that. Mm -hmm. And at least you're just like, you know, kind of making that connection with someone and instantly it's like, okay, well, this guy seems cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I'll I'll be his friend. And it it starts out that way. Yeah, but it really does require practice because otherwise you'll lose the skill. So just keep doing it. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree on that one where, you know, one of the things that can happen is that you're so socially like i don't know just anxious around other people that you end up isolating yourself i think that can happen a lot especially with today's technologies in society you Mm -hmm. know because you really don't have to leave your house in order to be connected to everything that you could ever need you don't have to go outside for groceries you don't have to go outside for getting food delivered you don't have to go outside to have like anything done you can hire people through your phone you really That's don't true. have to leave your house theoretically right i mean you would think like wow that's super convenient but at the same time it's like well it's it, also isolating right? it has the potential to be detrimental if you let it absolutely so i think that's why it's super important just to like even though we have all those conveniences you know and even if you have that type of like social anxiety you have to get out of your house and you have to get out in the world just to like communicate yourself and and there is something to be said about like human to human interaction it's great that we have like you know facebook instagram twitter snapchat a million others but what we most want in the world i think is just human to human interaction to feel like we're actually being heard understood and just our stories being listened to well i mean the people who have social anxiety they crave that the most. They crave that connection the most. Hmm. And they, I think they just like don't necessarily know how to get it. And so they have like the idea in their mind that it has to go perfectly. They're putting too much importance into it. Yeah, too much pressure on themselves. And maybe that's what causes it. Instead, it's just like, no, just relax, take yeah. a deep breath, and realize like, you know, this conversation is not going to be like the 
ultimate conversation of all time, right? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't like, have to go perfectly. Just like, hey, how's it going? How's the weather? Simple stuff. Was that, was that acronym that they say like, like Ford or something? Where I have no idea what you're talking about. Where it's for, uh, what? Well, what do you talk to people about, right? And it's like, well, you talk to them about their family, their occupation, what they do for recreation, and their dreams, right? Wow, also I've never known, heard of this. That's the Ford method. This is amazing. So it's it's pretty clever, and I'll be able to just keep the conversation going. You can talk about like, okay, well, you know, how how are things? Like, are you married? Do you have kids? Or uh, what do you do for a living? What do you like to do in your spare time? What? And then like my personal favorite that I like to ask people is like, okay, well, you know, where do you see yourself going? Or like, what what are some things that you like to do in your spare time? What's like a goal that you're trying to achieve right now? And man, let me tell you, like, when you talk to people about, like, their own goals, their own, like, hopes and dreams. People love to talk about themselves. Suddenly, like, their eyes light up and everything, and they're like, oh, let me tell you, I'm, I've, you know, I'm trying to be, I don't know, like, a, an Olympian, or I'm trying to break through this plateau on, on bench press, or I'm trying to do, uh, I don't know, I'm start, trying to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And so, suddenly, like, people just open up to you, and you're like, whoa, this is, this is cool. There's plenty of things that we can actually talk about now, and... And it's like a huge just jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I've personally noticed is when when I'm going to a party or something, like I have to make sure that I've eaten and like I've had a coffee or something <laughs> because otherwise I just don't particularly care to chat that much. That is true. You know, I never I never thought about that one, but you're right. Where you know, if you're I don't know experiencing anxiety, it might be due to something like have you eaten well. Right? It's it's all connected, obviously. So it's so it's like, well, am I grouchy because I'm I'm hungry right now? Mm-hmm. Right? And maybe I'm not in the I'm not in the mood to be socializing. Socializing. Yeah. I I'm just focusing on like, where's my next meal coming from? I'm so hungry. I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Because I've noticed myself like I'll go to a party or something, and I don't particularly get super grouchy or anything. I just kind of withdraw a little bit and okay. that's when I'm like wait a second this is not how I normally am so then I'm like ah where's the food <laughs> yeah I think that that's why it's so important there just to make sure that like okay well if you're if you already know that you're going to be going to like a social setting like yeah just make sure you have something to eat first yeah. right? I think bring a snack with you I think that's actually one of the reasons like why you know everyone always talks about like their their grandma right and they always say like oh man my grandma feeds me so much food when i get to their house and i think that's one of the reasons why when you know you do visit your grandparents house your grandma's always like oh my gosh you know let's eat right at least that's just my experience at least and it's like let's eat and because she wants you to be in that positive state of mind to be like full of food she's like i do not want to deal with these kids if they're all hungry (laughs) no i think that that it's quite the opposite i think it's like she wants you to be in a good mood yeah while you're there and like it helps like definitely definitely i'm in a much better mood when i'm when i have a full belly and when i i don't know suddenly like after i've eaten the world seems a little bit brighter i can i am usually in a super good mood i laugh more 
I talk about like I'll remember what this a one concept. Time. Yeah, it's very interesting that the entire thing is is connected. You know, but I think a lot of people actually skip out on that. They really do. They're like, oh, it's such a basic thing. Like, yeah, who needs lunch? It's just a basic thing. But it's like, no, you you need lunch. You yeah. need to eat. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I don't know if there's food gonna be served at the event. Definitely go to the event not on an empty stomach. Go there with like. You know some food in your belly and maybe it's just a simple like sandwich or yeah. just a small light granola bars yeah don't count on the food at the event because they could run out <laughs> that's true that's true there have been times where it's been burned before where like i don't know they only ordered so many pizzas or so many appetizers and by the time you get there you're over there like oh hey how's it going and you get to the get to the place where like the buffet line is like nearly like, in oh, tears wow. from hunger yeah <laughs> you're like oh man i messed this one up and then now you're just like you know, not in, the, not in the mood to socialize again. So it's it's definitely all connected and one does need to take that into account. And yeah, I think that if you do experience that type of social anxiety, try try that. Just like eat, make sure you eat something beforehand. And bring a snack with you. Absolutely. Maybe just carry it in your pocket or something. Like a banana. Or I was thinking like a granola bar. Or oh yeah, like yeah. a cliff bar. Those are super good. Yeah, something like that. Something simple. But... Yeah, that's what I that's what I think. I don't know. Uh, any other advice for those experiencing social anxiety at the moment? Try to get out of your own head, and I feel like this might this might sound a little bit rude, but understand that you're not the most important person in the world. And I think a lot of people, for some reason, they think that oh yeah, everybody's gonna remember what you say. If you ask them five minutes after you talk to them, they're gonna be like, I don't even really remember what they said. <laughs> That's true. I think it goes back to that, maybe that, that feeling like, no, I have to entertain these people, you know, like I have to be the funniest guy in the room or I have to like, if I throw out a joke, it has to receive a laugh or anything like that. It's like, no, that's, that's not the case. You don't have to entertain us. You just have to share with us your experience, you know, you know, it, it's easier to get along with the person sharing their experience than the person that just stays quiet. The yeah. Entire who time. you have no idea anything about. Right. And they're over there like inside their own minds thinking like, okay, well, I don't want to upset these people or I don't want to like, you know, make a bad joke. I don't want to be seen as anything bad. But introduce yourself. Absolutely. And I don't know, I think because they don't want to be seen as anything bad, like they kind of isolate themselves at the party and then all of a sudden it's just that much harder for people to come up to them and talk to them because they've isolated themselves already like before point, anything happened. Yeah. At that point, just be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't introduce myself earlier. I'm so-and-so. Yeah, Exactly. I think that even happens like, you know, when you're at the bar or something like that and you go in and you're like, okay, well, you see this happen to a lot of guys where they just go to the bar and then all of a sudden they'll hang back and they'll just like kind of watch the dance area or like just kind of roam around the outside edges of the bar just holding their drink. And it's like, really? And it's like, come on, man, like get out there in the world. The outside edges, what do you mean? Uh, usually like they're not talking to anyone they'll just go around the outside and just kind of like just like of the physical bar no 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 not of the bar itself but like you know inside the bar around the edges they'll just like just by themselves yeah be by themselves just not talk to anyone wow see I don't have this experience because I cannot go into bars <laughs> so I do not know about this yeah so it's just one of those things where you do it, it looks worse than it is than if you're isolating yourself I think if you go there, like already just have in your mind already that like, you know what, 
no matter what happens, I'm going to have a good time. But also, I'm surprised that that would happen so often at bars because, you know, people always talk about, like, liquid courage. So it's a little weird to me that that would happen. Well, I think it's more like, you, it's the same thing, like, you don't know anyone, right? You're going to have the liquid courage, but at the same time, like, who are you going to have the courage for? I think a lot of guys, like, don't realize, like, sometimes the bars are just there just to socialize a little bit, you know? Yeah. You're, it's not necessarily that, like, okay, it's a hunting ground or whatever. It just kind of has to... I would hope not. You just kind of go for the experience, enjoy, have a nice drink, you know, enjoy the music or whatever is going on, dance. And that energy that you would give off, just like chilling and having a good time, would probably end up attracting people more than somebody who's like, I'm ready to hunt. Like, that's (laughs) so creepy. Please don't be like that. Don't be that guy. Exactly. So I think that that's one of those things where people do need to kind of take a step back from their own minds and just learn to be present in the moment and just kind of relax, enjoy themselves and see just how things go. You know, you don't have to be crazy, like, I don't know, super... Extroverted? Yeah, super extroverted. You just kind of have to just be like, okay, well, you know what? This is my idea. I think this, or like, oh, you know what? I, I did read that book or like, This is my favorite movie of all time, whatever. And even if you are super extroverted, that's fine. I think some people are worried about being too much or too extra, I guess. Mm -hmm. But be yourself. I know that's like the most cliche advice ever. But I mean, honestly, like look at Cardi B. That girl is so loud and like, do you know who Cardi B is? I have no idea. She's this rapper. And she is known specifically because of her demeanor. She's very loud and she just makes a lot of weird noises and that's like her brand Hmm. so whatever you're doing and i mean like no tea no shade but i think it's worked for her very well you know and so if you are worried about being too loud on the opposite side then who cares just be yourself and like why would you want to mask yourself because then the friends that you do make masking yourself they're not going to be true friends because they want to actually like you for you. That's true. And then by the time that you do actually like reveal yourself, they're like, well, well, this person's changed, you know? Yeah. And that's not what they're looking for. So I think it's one of those things where you just kind of enjoy the process. I think with a lot of things, you know, stay in the moment, enjoy the process. People like to check things off too quickly. Yeah. They're like, friends, check. But that's not really how it works. <laughs> exactly. You got to make small progress. And yeah. I, and I think with each and every attempt, just like, okay, well, I tried talking to this person. It went well or didn't go well or like, you know what? It, neutral, right? Oh, something that, sorry to interrupt. I think, I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves. Let's say if they're like, if they've made plans to hang out with somebody, mm-hmm. then they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? It has to be super fun and we have to do this and this. But honestly, I think it's pretty fun when you're just hanging out with somebody maybe watching Netflix, maybe like not really doing anything, just talking about nonsense. That's true. That, that brings up a good point where it's like, you know, a lot of the times like people think, okay, well, and this, and this can be either for friends or for dating or whatever. They're like, okay, well, I need to make it like in the movies. You know, we have to stop by and like, I don't know, we'll start off at a really romantic restaurant and then we'll go 
and do XYZ and then after that we'll go I don't know to a luxurious hotel dance and like I don't know I don't know but like the idea is like something that you have to spend like a thousand dollars on a date night or something and what most people don't realize is that they are looking for someone to just spend some time with spend time with and enjoy good company it doesn't have to be fancy they just be like they want someone to make them feel appreciated make them feel kind of like hurt if you're if you're going on a date they want to feel like love they want to feel like okay you know what this is actually kind of fun we're being silly this is like i feel like i'm a kid again when i'm whenever i'm around this person that's what you're looking for and it doesn't necessarily need to be expensive you know you can have fun wherever you are like i know a lot of the times i've gone to a restaurant with some of my friends and we've just talked for hours and let me tell you those were, were some of like the best memories or I've taken a date to like definitely not a five star hotel sorry not a five star restaurant or anything but like uh, we still ate we had a good time I think it was like a water burger which is down in Texas right we just like discussed things and talked and I don't know like just conversations just grew spontaneously and it was just like a good time and that's what people are looking for it's not necessarily like how much money can you show off but can you actually like show this person a good time and and are you willing to put in the time and effort just to you know be silly the world is a very serious serious place sometimes you know and it's very unfortunate because like the corporate world is very serious you know you get home and turn on the news and it's very serious and for everything and so sometimes you just kind of want to find that person where despite everything that's going on in their work life and, you know, at home or anything, they just want to feel good. There's definitely a feeling that you get with a certain individual that says, like, you know what, this is the right person for me. I love being around this person. I always feel silly. I always feel like I'm young again. I'm like a little kid whenever I'm around this person. I feel great. I think a lot of people need to look at kids for more advice and more wisdom i guess because i think kids just know what's up they know they're like you know i don't actually care about all of this stuff that's boring to me they will let you know if something's boring they're like (laughs) i am so bored i want to go home this is no fun and then when they're hungry they will complain or they will be moody but something happens i guess during adolescence that everybody just starts to suppress all of this stuff i guess to fall in line with social norms but like if you're hungry let somebody know or let yourself know and, you know, take care of that. Or if you're bored, stop doing whatever is boring you or take a break and then get back to it, you know? No, I agree. I think that's one of the, the big challenges, that I would say, or at least one of the bigger factors uh, for social anxiety. That like, okay, well, I always think that, I don't know, if I'm going to invite people over, then it's going to be, it's got to be perfect. I got to make great food. I got to, have something entertaining, you know, if we're going to play a board game or something, it has, has to be, like, super fun. Or maybe what happens if, like, they don't like the board game or something. Just know that you can roll with, ever, with the punches. Like, you know that these people are not here because they want to be entertained 24-7, right? We have multiple avenues of entertainment, but instead, they choose to be with you. Yeah. Because and- you are very interesting you are a very cool person they enjoy your company and the worst case scenario i always like to go back to worst case scenarios because they're really not that bad worst case scenario is you guys get hungry and you want to go watch a movie so you order a pizza and then you go to a movie or something yeah 
and that's a very fun time with with your friends you know yeah. simple stuff but yeah and i think overall the lesson for social anxiety is just take get a, out of your own head get out of your own head breathe take a step back and say and then take a step forward yeah take a step back take a step forward right and then you're like all right let's do this yep i think that wraps it up and i think that'll wrap up this episode Thank you guys so much for watching or listening, I guess. I'm so used to YouTube. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Bye. Bye.